Uh, but we're glad you're here. We always say that church is better with people in it, right? <laughs> so that's what church is. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to share briefly uh, around the area of baptism until we get into baptisms. But if you are being baptized today, um, if you want to head out and get, get changed real quick, ready to go, um, and then I'm going to speak here for a minute, and then I'll invite you on the stage, and we're just going to hear who these people are and why they're getting baptized. So if you're getting baptized, you, you go ahead and, and head out and put on your, um, your, your one piece, Josh France. <laughs> awesome. Oh, cool. How good was the, were the kids? Oh. That's like my favorite thing of my whole life, I think, that happened this morning, right? <laughs> That's really sad, but it was awesome. Um, my name's John. Uh, I'm part of the team here at Equippers, one of the, um, part of the pastoral staff. My dad, Pat, is our senior pastor, but he's in Berlin today, and he's speaking at Equippers Church Berlin this morning, which has probably happened about eight hours ago. Um, but keep in your prayers. He's, he's out this whole week traveling Europe and ministering in the nations of Europe and connecting with people from movements um, across different nations. And, and so he, we never really know what he's up to. My, my friends growing up, I have uh, really close friends who are like my other family, and they aren't Christians, and um, uh, they, they had no clue what my dad did. You know, like an itinerant minister makes no sense to someone who's not a Christian, and they were convinced that his name Pat was really an acronym for People Against Terror, because I would, I would just say, yeah, my dad's off in London, and like, what the heck's he doing? Like, he's got to be up to something, like, you know, Pat, People Against Terror, but I guess you could say that. I guess that's what he does, <laughs> um, right? Um, but he sends his love. Uh, we FaceTimed yesterday. The weather's not quite the same in Berlin, but God will bless him for it. Um, also, I just want to thank our church on behalf of Lene and I for praying for us this week. Um, I know an email went out and stuff, and uh, we had some, some, it was a hard week. It was really difficult. Um, we found out Wednesday that Lene's got a, a significant sized tumor um, in uh, her ovary. It's not cancerous, and we're just believing for a miracle. And so thank you for those who are praying and continue to pray. And then the day after, we found out that uh, our little baby Paisley, um, her liver is is not improving, and that, um, that she's not growing, and they're not sure, and so it's looking like unless we see a miracle with her liver, she'll be out in the valley for a few days this week, and got to do a little mini operation to do a biopsy on her liver, and, and just kind of know how to proceed from there, so um, be praying for her. We're really believing that God can give Paisley a new liver. We, we, we really believe that. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know the story, Paisley is our, our foster baby who we're really hoping we can keep. And she was um, exposed to um, drugs in the womb. And because of that, there are some repercussions in her development. But we just know that what the enemy meant for evil, God's going to redeem for good. And um, no weapon formed against that little body will prosper. Um, and it's so cool we get to raise her in the church and that she would know the comfort and support, encouragement of people praying. It's pretty amazing how that works. I'm just glad I'm a Christian going through things like this. Yeah? Amen. So thank you. We love you guys. Um, I'm going to pray, and, and again, I'm just going to talk shortly, and then we'll get to it. But Lord Jesus, we thank you again for an opportunity to stand in your presence and under your truth. And I ask that our hearts would be open, minds would be open, eyes would be open to see here. And feel what you're doing in our midst. And Lord, I'd ask for your Holy Spirit to lead us into all truth. 
And right now, we just ask you'd prepare that baptismal. Uh, you'd warm it up supernaturally somehow because it's freezing. And um, <laughs> that your angels uh, would, would help it stir the waters, warm it up in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> what a spiritual prayer. <laughs> but that matters. <laughs> it's cold. That's all right. That's all right. We've baptized in the ocean before. That's very cold. Anyways, um, before we baptize, uh, I think it's really important to look at what the Bible says about baptism. Would anybody agree? Yeah, because the Bible shapes our reality. Um, it, it shapes uh, our truth, our belief. I, I, I'm a big um, hater on this whole, like, live your own truth movement. Because, like, if your truth is to rob me, then that's very uncomfortable for my truth. Um, <laughs> and so I, we believe in ultimate truth. And um, that it's found in God's word. And it's not something that actually confines you. It's something that sets you free. The truth of scripture is what brings freedom to your life. And um, I actually read an interview this week. This is off the script. But anybody who know who Russell Brand is? Yeah, you've all seen very inappropriate movies. Shame on you. Just kidding. Um, he, he recently turned his life around. I read an interview, and Russell Brand, who was once known as a drug addict, sex addict, really a proponent for all things wrong in our world, uh, had an encounter with Jesus. And he actually now is saying, and he, he still swears a little bit, so it makes the interviews kind of authentic and raw. You know, he's fresh into this thing. But he straight up believes that Jesus is hope for humanity. Russell Brand is saying that if, if, if the world would understand, read, and take in the truth of Scripture— the message of Jesus and how, he, how he's called us to live, it actually solves the root issue in humanity. He had gone through programs. He had, he had, he had done all that the world knows how to do on how to set themselves free. And it was all had to do with the manifestation of his addiction and stuff. But he said, when I found Jesus, he addressed the root. He took care of the core who I was that made me no longer addicted and knew who I was. And so I think that's an awesome testimony, right? It's a cool interview. Um, but his truth matters, and um, it, it, we have to know if, if, if we read something in the Bible, um, we don't necessarily agree, who has, to, who has to shift on that one? We do. <laughs> we do. It's our truth. And so I'm just going to simply, I'm going to read a lot of scripture uh, primarily out of the book of Acts, because uh, first thing I want to do is look at how important baptism was to the early church. Um, we take the early church as our model. Uh, for doing church now, and some of you might say, well, they didn't have theaters and projectors and things, and you are absolutely right, um, but the method will always change. There will always be new methods. There's always going to be new technology. There's always going to be new ways that God inspires humanity to reach the world, but the message never changes. The message of Jesus and his early church, it never changes, and so believe it or not, we believe that we can access some values from the early church and implement them now. And so I'm going to just go, if you have your Bible, I don't have the Bible in the sky today, I'm sorry. Um, so if you have a Bible, remember how a few weeks ago I was talking about how much I loved physical Bibles? And now look at this hypocrite. <laughs> you know what it is, this, this is a dad hack. Anybody know what dad hacks are? Yes, have you ever tried to read a physical Bible while feeding a child, burping a child? Like those pages are all over the show, right? But the miracle now is you set this iPad on the corner of the chair, and I can glance over my shoulder and just flip the page, and the page is not going to blow in the wind. These are dad hacks, and so I'm officially an iPad guy. Sorry. 
Acts 8, Acts chapter 8, in verse 6 through 13, says this. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in that city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed, remember that phrase, but when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. And so we see here that baptism is synonymous with believing. They believed, and they were baptized. They believed, and they were baptized. And continuing on um, into Acts chapter 8, a little bit further down, here's a nice long story. You ready for it? You got your ears on? Awesome. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch. Anyone ever met an Ethiopian eunuch? Me neither. He was an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandaki. Anybody been to Kandaki? Me neither. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading, Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of this, his descendants? For his life was taken from earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him about the good news of Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can stand in the way of me getting baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. So there is something in the delivery of Philip's gospel. There is something in that, in that delivery and when he was asking about the message of Jesus. There is something in there that did not ever separate believing from baptism. And so the immediate response that this eunuch had was, how can I be baptized? Because he knew the symbolism of this new life. We believe that baptism is simply an outward declaration of an inward decision. It's an outward declaration before your friends, family, and your church of a decision that you made on the inside. I've had it explained to me that it's like the wedding band that we put on our fingers when we get married. I dated Lene for a while, which was great. I'm glad I never have to do that again. All right? Dated. Hey, Joel. That's my father-in-law. How you doing? I didn't know you were going to be in town. It's good to see you. He's holding little Paisley. That's awesome. Sorry for the interruption. Baby with grandpa, that's cute stuff. Um, where was I? Dating Lene, worst year and a half. 
Um, I'm just kidding. It was the best. It was so fun. But you guys know how it is. Dating is so uncertain. Like, how do you feel? How do I feel? Like, you know, depending on the day, the week, how much money I had or didn't have or, you know, like, depended on the relationship. And, and then we'd, like, try and communicate through text messages. And I'd be, it would be, like, a short text. Turns out she was working, but I thought she was mad. You know, like, the variables of dating are just horrendous. Um, I'm so sorry if you're in that phase. Enjoy it as much as you can, but there's brighter days ahead. Amen? That's a word for you, dating people. And if you aren't dating yet, I believe God has someone in mind for you. You know what I'm saying? Right? Allie, <laughs> just hooting and hollering down there. <laughs> she, <laughs> no, no, you got too excited about that, Allie. The twins turn 18 today. And so, I guess that's like dating age. I'm sorry, Kane, but like, apparently she's excited. <laughs> um, but after the strains of dating and engagement, you put this wedding ring on, and there's nothing that will ever separate you from the love that you have from each other. You seal it with this band on your finger. We made a declaration in front of our fa- friends and family that we would never let any man separate what God had brought together that we would love each other unconditionally. And the same thing is true with baptism. It's our, it's our ceremony. Um, this church is not into many traditions or practices that try and uh, gain anything or any more access to God. We believe we've earned that through the blood of Jesus. Um, but we do believe in a few practices that are really healthy in our remembrance and walking out our relationship with Jesus. And baptism is, is one of them. It's a ceremony that we believe in. It's, it's, it's actually a tradition that we believe in wholeheartedly, but we don't leave it at tradition. Uh, we take it over to life transformation and believe that through traditions, there is life transformation to be had. Awesome. Um, so back to this eunuch. Um, his first response was to be baptized. How must I be baptized? I remember one time I was, I was at a Bible study at Andrini's coffee shop in the village of Arroyo Grande because coffee always makes those things better, Right? Um, and, uh, we, we were just talking through scripture, a few friends and I, and there was a, a guy who came, he was a new friend and he was listening to our conversations and the exact thing happened. He said, how, what must I do to be saved? And so we led him through salvation and then he said, can I be baptized? And we said, absolutely. And right there on the spot in all our clothes, we walked down to the Creek in Arroyo Grande, walked down the hill and baptized him on the spot in the Creek in the village. Which is awesome. It was supernatural. It was just like scripture. So what I mean by saying that we live in the, in the, in the New Testament church, in the early church, that stuff still happens at coffee shops and in living rooms and in pools and wherever it's happening around our town. We're living extension of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen? Um, moving on into Acts chapter 9. We're reading a little bit more here. It said immediately, it, we're talking of Paul here and his conversion. His name was Saul. It says in Acts chapter 9, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. So um, God knocked this guy off a horse, if you don't know the story. Blinded his eyes. He turned his world upside down for three days because he had been persecuting him. He says, this is Jesus, the one he'd been persecuting. He couldn't speak for three days. And... Um, or, or see. And so he finally, God talks to this guy, Ananias, and he goes to his house, and he was led there and la- leads him um, to freedom. 
and he sees, and before he eats, he's baptized. And going backwards, in, in verse 9 it says, for three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. If you had not eaten or drinking anything for three days, who is thinking about baptism? <laughs> like, I'm thinking food. <laughs> Would you agree? That's a long time. But there was something of such importance, of such significance in this early church that said, before I eat, before water touches my lips, before I go, to about, go about my day, before I go about my life, I must be baptized. I must display publicly what God did on the inside of me for those three days when I couldn't see, I couldn't eat, I couldn't drink. I must be baptized. And going on in Acts 16, there were some disciples in jail. And uh, at that hour of the night, it was about midnight, the jail took them and washed their wounds. This is after they had worshipped their way out of prison. And really sorry that I'm filling in some gaps. And I don't want to assume that everybody knows these scriptures, but I'll do the best I can. Um, they were set free from prison, and the jailer thought he was going to die because he was going to be in trouble. But turns out these guys stuck around, and they ended up at the jailer's house. And so it was around midnight when they got set free from prison, and it says this. Um, at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before him. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. And so before the meal was served, before they had the this, this ceremony in the house, they were baptized. It was synonymous with believing was baptism. You guys getting the, the case I'm making here? Awesome. Um, going back to Acts chapter 2, and this is my last passage of Scripture, and then we'll get on with it. It says this, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brother, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom our, the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted this message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Isn't that amazing? And so there was something, again, synonymous with this gospel and the message that had to do with baptism. And 3,000 people responded to the message of Peter that day and decided to be baptized because they, were gonna, they weren't going to go another day. They weren't going to go another moment. They weren't going to try Jesus out as an accessory for a little while. They figured if this message is true, I must be baptized. I must make a public declaration of what I'm experiencing on the inside. And today we get to witness people doing that exact thing, which is a miracle. And I'm so thankful for it. But 3,000 were baptized. I, I, I can't help but let my mind wander to what that would look like today. Can you? 3,000 people baptized. My parents had the privilege of, of coming to Jesus in the Jesus movement in the 70s in Costa Mesa. And I've seen photos of where my mom and my uncle got baptized. My dad got baptized later because he's stubborn and weird, right? So he, he, um, he took a little bit longer. Um, but uh, so they, they were getting baptized, and there were thousands of people on the hills of Corona del Mar as people were getting baptized and being born again, finding Jesus, being saved, and being filled with the Holy Spirit, thousands upon thousands. And yesterday, I was on a hike uh, with my friend Dan Hamlin. We did the ridge hike. And um, is Dan here? What's up, Dan? It's a good hike, man. 
It's nice. It's a good time with you. It's awesome. Um, but we're at the top of the ridge looking down on Pirate's Cove and thought, man, don't you wish that wasn't like such a perverted place? <laughs> and I said, I feel like maybe we just need to make it not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think we're like waiting like for one day, like naked people just stop showing up to where the place naked people go, right? Like that's where they go. <laughs> that's what it's for at the moment. Um, but we just started dreaming, like, and I know my dad's had this dream in his heart to do baptism services at Pirate's Cove, and um, which is so awesome. And and we're gonna do it at some point. I know it. And then Dan had an even better idea. He said, "Why don't we just make like a baptism day, invite all the churches on the Central Coast, just flood that place with thousands of people, and do baptisms at the nudie beach?" <laughs> That's gonna offend some people. I'm sorry if I just offended you, but. I, that is the most beautiful little stretch of coast, and I hate that it's perverted at the moment. Like, I want to hang out there with my kids. It's beautiful, but I ain't going to take them there at the moment. <laughs> um, and so there's a dream in our heart that we'd see thousands of people baptized, come to the knowledge revelation of Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so I'm really looking forward to that day. Um, but we have to ask, why was this their response? Why was this so important? Why was this so critical in their faith? And it's because Jesus commissioned his disciples with this in Matthew 28. He said, Matthew 28, verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Why was this so important? It's because of God's commission. It's Jesus' commission to humanity, to Christians, that we would baptize and make disciples. And so we believe we're making disciples through our gathering as Equippers Church, and we have another responsibility to baptize as followers of Jesus. Amen? And um, I, I can't help but think that why this was so important, because they actually thought becoming a Christian was a big deal back then. <laughs> right? I, I, I love that, you know, we have a, a Christian nation, but... I don't like Christianity as the religion of America necessarily because I feel like I know some people that come into the religion of Christianity and don't see it as a big deal. They see it as an accessory. <laughs> like Jesus doesn't want to be an accessory in your life. <laughs> he, he's not the help hotline. He, he's Lord of your life. He, he comes in, he takes center stage, and he starts moving some things around. And he does it so lovingly and so mercifully, but he's not an accessory. Church isn't something that helps you get to heaven. Relationship with other Christians will, will obviously help you in your life, but it's some, not some way to attain righteousness. It's not some way to make Jesus more Lord of your life. When you become a Christian, it's a big deal. You exchange an old life for a new life. It, it, it's not like bad to good. It's like you were dead and now you're alive, all right? And so I, I think the value and the urgency that we see in the New Testament church in the book of Acts is like, this was a big deal. If I'm going to be a Christian, it's going to cost me everything, right? You know that saying? Salvation is free, except it costs you everything. <laughs> it's true. And so when we get baptized, we're actually acknowledging that God wants all of our lives. We're acknowledging that he has the ability as we dip into the water to cleanse us of our impurities. And we're saying goodbye to the old man, the old woman. That old person is, is left in the water and a new creation rises out of the water. Isn't that awesome? And it's a big deal. It is a big deal. And so at this church, we're never going to compromise on the message of Jesus and how he wants to be Lord of your life. 
We're never going to compromise on his truth. We're never going to compromise on the fact that um, he loves you so much he doesn't want to leave you how you once were. It doesn't mean you have to change your personality, but I just want God to take up residence in my life because I know his way works. That's it. I know his way works. His ways are higher than my ways. He has a plan to, to, for my future, a hope in a future, plans to prosper and not to fail me. And Sorry, that was just like a random preacher rant. <laughs> but um, I just love what God does. He's so gracious. And I'm going to read this. And, and, and I, I also say that with this. This is off the script as well, that God is very patient with people. Right? I'm sure glad that God has been patient with me. And so I don't mean by anything I'm saying through this microphone to bring condemnation on anybody in the way that you're living or how you're going about your life, the decisions you're making. It is not my job to condemn you in any decision that you're making. It's ultimately the Holy Spirit who brings conviction into your life and will teach you how to live. And that's where you have your truth. Congratulations. There is a way to find your truth. It's through the Holy Spirit. Um, but that's up to you and your journey with God. And so I just want to make sure people know that you're welcome here. You, you don't have to believe to belong here. You have a home. We love you just the way you are. And if you continue on that way, we're going to keep hanging out. We're going to keep getting dinner. We're going to keep loving you. Nothing's going to change in our relationship. Um, amen? God loves you, and so do we. Romans 6. Those who are getting baptized, you want to make your way up to the stage. The band can come too. And can we just cheer like crazy people? Awesome. Woo! Awesome. Yeah! Awesome. So cool. I'm going to read this and then... Look at that. I'm going to read this. We're going to find out who these people are and why they're getting baptized. But this is Romans 6, um, verse 1 through 11. It says this in the message. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life and a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it is like the burial of Jesus. When we are raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace-sovereign country. Could it be any clearer, our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Jesus. A decisive end to that sin-miserable life, no longer at sin's every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death, ha- death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took his sin down with him. But alive, he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a jet- dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue, and you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. Come on, becoming a Christian is a big deal. Baptism is a big deal, and it's this opportunity we have to, to let go of the old life and embrace a new life and 
I'm so thankful to stand here with friends and as they make that decision today to make a public declaration of their faith. But before we proceed, I want to make sure that there's no one else in here that feels like they're missing out if they don't get baptized right now. Because Paul went on and he said in Acts chapter 22, that when Ananias came to his house, he said, what are you waiting for? Stand up and get baptized. That's how it went down. And so anyone within the sound of my voice, I have an extra towel, maybe extra two towels if you need it. If there's anyone in this room that would say that, I want, that you want to get baptized, I'd say, what are you waiting for? Stand up and get baptized. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus paid a price for you on the cross that you no longer have to live in sin and death and shame, but you can enter into a new life of hope and truth and forgiveness. And so if anyone would be so bold and you, you want to make that decision today to make a public declaration of a decision that you're making on the inside, you just stand up and you come on up here right now. Anyone at all. Awesome. Beautiful. Is there anyone else? Come on, anyone else that would say, I want to get baptized today? Awesome. So cool. Come on, anyone else? The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. It's not just any other day. Awesome. Come on up. Anyone else? We'll give you another minute. Cool. So awesome. That's exciting. That's cool. Good job. That's bold. But I know, um, I know God's going to honor it. And um, yeah, someone's excited up there. But before we proceed, um, if you guys would be kind enough to just say your name and why you're getting baptized, what this means to you. We're going to start down here with Abigail. Is that okay? You still say your name, though, because you say it way better, I'm sure. Is Abigail. And, and why are you getting baptized? Because um, I um, love God and he's my friend and I've never been baptized and this is a good chance. Awesome. <laughs> Top that, Ian. Say your name still. Hi, everyone. I'm Ian. Um, <laughs> so I decided to get baptized this weekend because today is my 18th birthday. So I thought it would be a great way to start off my adult life. So. Hi, um, I'm Allie. Um, kind of the same as Ian. Um, it's our 18th birthday, so we kind of wanted to do it together. Like, he's leaving for the Marines. Um, I kind of just wanted to refresh myself and know that God's going to be here for me whenever I need him. Um, and I want to be a good reputation, like no reputation, representation for God. I want people to know that when I walk into a room, like I have something else that no one else has. So, yeah. uh, My name is Colin. Um, yeah, I just want to get baptized today. I think uh, I got saved when I was 21 and uh, kind of went on a little bit of a rocky road after that. Um, and getting baptized wasn't really something I got the chance to do after I got saved. Um, 
just had like a radical experience with Jesus in September. And uh, yeah, John had mentioned they were doing baptisms this weekend and uh, it's kind of something like the right time. Kind of a funny little story too. Um, I was kind of like debating, going back and forth a little bit for whatever reason on like, you know, like, am I really ready? Like, whatever that even means, you know? Um, <laughs> and uh, and I kind of took a while getting back to John, uh, like whether I was going to do it or not. And on Thursday, I was like, yeah, I want to do it. Um, and I told my mom and she had sent me a piece of paper when I got baptized um, when I was nine, I think. And it was actually on February 11th of 2001. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a funny little confirmation. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a cool thing that happened. So, yeah. Hi, I'm Josh. And uh, so for me, this is my wife. She's pregnant. And um, and for me, she was going to get baptized today, and I just I just decided to just this morning. I was like, you know, what, why don't we just do it as a family? Um, we've we've been through a lot. God's kept our marriage together. Like we're destined for great things, as each and every one of you are. And God has purpose and destiny in bringing the right spouse, to, you know, into your life. But the enemies fought us. And so this for me is kind of just like a, a declaration of from kind of like where we've come, like we've come this far. And like, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And yeah. I probably should have spoke first. <laughs> um, so for me, or I'm Desra, sorry. Um, <laughs> the reason why I decided was, um, Every year for my birthday, um, I ask God, what's this year? And um, so he gave me the word God. <laughs> and I was like, that's a little bit just God, you know. <laughs> and so I asked again, and he said God again. And I was like, okay. So I started reading um, the names of God and, you know, when for comfort, peace, provision, all of that. And... Um, then now I'm starting to realize that it was really him just saying, I'm going to show you that I'm God this year. And he really has. Um, he showed off a lot already. And um, it's like Josh was saying, we've really been praying that we would be good examples for our son. And um, a few weeks ago before, or when I first started feeling him move um, during an altar call, <laughs> um, John, actually, you were doing it. And at the end, he's like, if you feel like this is what you want to do, raise your hand. And I felt him kick so hard. <laughs> and so I'm like, if my son's already saved, then I need to make sure that... <laughs> <laughs> that I'm able <laughs> to lead him where God wants us <laughs> to go. So. Hey guys, I'm Caitlin. Um, hi. Um, so I've, I've been raised in a church, and the reason why I've never been baptized is because I hate public speaking. <laughs> like, this makes me so nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this year, God has really told me that um, 
I'm not supposed to give just part of my life, but all of my life. And today he told me he was going to make it really easy for me. I'm actually wearing my swimsuit because I was going to the, the beach later today. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jeremiah, and I want to get I want to get baptized because I know that God is always with me and he'll never go and that's why I want to get baptized. This little guy was like born in this church, huh? He was. We love that kid. Um, but can we give it up one more time for our friends? So cool. Um, so what's going to happen now, we're going to exit out this way, out some doors. We're going to meet Josiah outside. And what's going to happen in here, these are specific instructions for everyone in this room. Um, you got to party. You just have to party. Awesome. This is Jeremiah. Jeremiah, do you love Jesus? Yes. You choose to follow him the rest of your life? Yeah. All right. So based on your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and His Holy Spirit. Awesome. Here's Allie. Hey, guys. Allie, do you love Jesus? I absolutely do, yes. Do you choose to follow Him for the rest of your life? Yes. Awesome. So based on the confession of your faith, we baptize you in the Father, the Son, and His Holy Spirit. We got Ian here. Ian, do you love Jesus? I do. You choose to follow him the rest of your life? I do. Awesome. <laughs> so based on the confession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and his Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, we've got Abigail in the vault here. Abigail, do you love Jesus? Yes. You choose to follow him the rest of your life? So based on your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We've got Caitlin here. Caitlin, do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you choose to follow him the rest of your life? Yes. All right, so based on your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We've got Colin here. Colin, do you love Jesus? I do. You choose to follow him the rest of your days? I do. So based on your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. We've got Desra here first. Desra, do you love Jesus? Yes. You choose to follow him the rest of your life? Yes. And the baby, the baby, he, he said, yeah, he said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, is that a, a theologically correct? I don't know. Um, awesome. But based on your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. <laughs> cool. We've got Josh France here. Josh, do you love Jesus? Yes, I do. You choose to follow him the rest of your days? Yes, I do. 
Awesome. So based on your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and His Holy Spirit. All right, we got Natalie here. Natalie just decided to follow Jesus and get baptized, which is awesome. <laughs> um, um, Natalie, do you love Jesus? With all my heart. Awesome. Do you choose to follow in the rest of your days? I do. Awesome. So based on your confession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Guys, we, we did hear your cheers, so good job. Very good job. Um, that was so fun. I, I don't know about you, but I love baptism Sundays. They're like some of my favorite Sundays of the year. Um, so thanks for being a part of it. Um, but we're, we're, we're pretty much done here. What I do um, want to remind you is, is that this doesn't have to stay just in the church on a Sunday. Is that in your life, in your business, in your classroom, wherever you may find yourself, the message is the same, that God is reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting sin against humanity, but saying, come near to God, draw near to God. And so wherever that finds you this week, I ask that God would give you boldness to be a messenger in your life, in your world, and that maybe you'd baptize someone in the creek this week. Maybe it's like in the sink. Maybe you got a really big sink at the restaurant you work at. Just boom, dunk them, right? But um, you are the ministers of a new, t uh, a new uh, covenant wherever you are. And I apologize, Clark Center, I got your stage wet. But um, it's all for a worthy cause, amen? But Lord, I thank you so much for this church and this body. And I ask that we continue to go out of here with a, a celebration in our heart. A celebration in us knowing that you're faithful to your word and that you're reconciling the world to yourself. And I just, we pray again, we agree for everyone who got baptized today, God, that you would seal something in them. God, that you would give them an increase of your Holy Spirit as they were baptized. And that as they enter on this new journey and this new life, there would be grace, sufficient grace, that there would be provision uh, financially, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is, God, would you show yourself as provider in Jesus' name. And God, would you help us to surround them as a family, to support, to pray, to love, to hug, to encourage. Whatever our call is in their life, God, we say yes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. You guys have a great week. We love you in a huge way. If you're new, please come see us out at the black tent. We'd love to get to meet you.